and here the Lord has gone before us for these past years um, and had us kind of resituate our whole lives around doing a song, releasing one every single week for three years. Hey, so glad you're with us. This is Season 5, Episode 6 of Green Room Door, the show that loves to go behind the scenes so we get to know more about the heart behind the music as we talk one-on-one with artists, uh, just making the most meaningful music today. I'm Dave Trout, your host, and true story. Um, When I was just a kid, I was probably only 9 or 10 years old. Uh, We uh, had a lady in our neighborhood who um, was basically dying of cancer and my mom was a saint and and just loved to care for people and she visited the hospital quite often and I was a little kid I just didn't know anything I didn't know much about death at all and I asked my my mom what did she do in the hospital all day when she's hanging out and she said well one of the things that um, this this friend uh, loved the most was that uh, my mom would read the Psalms in the hospital. So my hot take as a young, you know, young kid, probably uh, eight or nine years old, I thought that was the most boring sounding thing in the world. And all I could think was, boy, if I am in the hospital, I don't want anybody reading the Psalms to me. Are you kidding? Now, of course, as a kid, you know, there's a reason why kids don't really understand poetry. And uh, I was very sheltered, did not really know much about grief or sorrow. So I didn't understand how rich and vibrant and life-giving the Psalms were. And now, today, I think, boy, that's kind of exactly what I would like if I was stuck in the hospital or suffering in some way. I would just love to have someone read the Psalms over me. So uh, that is actually what the theme is for today's episode. We're going to talk to a couple of artists who have spent much of their music career digging deep into the Psalms and um, and just giving us new melodies and um, new expressions of worship uh, that are very much connected to the Psalms. So in the second half, um, we're going to be talking to The Corner Room. And in the first half of today's show, we are talking with a husband-wife duo who are making... In fact, they have an incredible project that they're working on um, that we're going to dive into called Every Psalm. Uh, We're talking about poor Bishop Hooper. And yes, um, before we dive into that conversation, let's share a little bit of some of their music so you can just get a feel for that, uh, what they sound like, and then we will dive into our conversation. He made us, we are his, he made us, 
Now this little clip of the song Psalm 100 by poor Bishop Hooper. And uh, I'm excited. I hope you already know their music. But if you're not, you're in for a treat just getting to get introduced to Jesse and Leah Roberts. Husband, wife, uh, have been married since 2013 and um, have been making music together. Uh, In fact, their website says that their mission is that they write songs that point to better things. I love it. Well, they took on an ambitious project that has been totally knocking my socks off. Um, On New Year's Day 2020, so over two years ago, they decided to um, record um, every psalm in a new kind of new melody, kind of reimagine um, just create a new song out of every psalm. And there's, yeah, if you haven't counted yet lately, that's there's 150 of them. So every week they are releasing another new psalm song uh, in in order. And, uh, and they are now over two years into the project. So they're in the uh, kind of the 110 zone. <laughs> <laughs> right about now um and we'll finish the project sometime uh right around the end of this year 2020 so uh so we're so excited to have jesse and leah and as our first interview guest today um poor bishop hooper so glad to have you guys with us can you tell us uh first a little bit about just how you both got into making music together. So right after Jesse and I got married, we went on our honeymoon and we just happened upon this little tiny town in North Carolina that had a little tiny coffee shop. And on, I don't know what, Thursday nights maybe? Yeah, something like that. uh, They had just people bring their instruments and we happened to be there. We didn't have instruments, but we showed up and it was amazing. And in the back corner, there was a lady playing an upright bass. And we thought that would be easier for me than lugging around a keyboard and Jesse taking a acoustic guitar. And so that really started the formation of poor Bishop Hooper. Uh, we came back to Kansas city, bought an upright bass, started figuring out what songs we could play and, uh, played, However, we could make money for a while, um, knowing that our long-term goal was to create music that was biblically based. Wow. <laughs> Just an unconventional start to forming a band. Uh, it's good, though. Um, and then you become poor Bishop Hooper. Such an interesting name choice. Can you tell, tell me about that? The story behind the name, uh, poor Bishop Hooper actually uh, was an Anglican bishop in the 1500s, who was burned at the stake uh, for some vestments controversies and things like that uh, by Bloody Mary, the queen at the time. And he uh, was an early reformer, but we were kicking around band names, uh, trying to figure out something that could spark conversation but wasn't super in-your-face, if you will, uh, when it comes to uh, Christianity or at least religion. And uh, a friend of ours said, what about poor Bishop Hooper? And we had uh, been talking about the Fox's Book of Martyrs at the time in some classes that we were doing and uh, ended up sticking. So that was uh, how the name came to be. Interesting, interestingly enough, we've had a whole bunch of people ask, have had tons of conversations about the gospel through the name, uh, and even humorously had a time where we were on the news 
uh, performing, uh, promoting an upcoming show here in Kansas City. And uh, the, the news anchor asked us about it. And as we started to tell some of the details of the martyr and him being burned alive and things like that, he cut us off very quickly. Whoa, that's too depressing for the news. And, uh, <laughs> you know, on to you, weatherman or whatever. And that was the end of that. So uh, sometimes we get to talk about it a lot. Sometimes we don't. But it's been a really sweet thing uh, for us over these past years. <laughs> oh, man, that's really sweet. Um, so I definitely want to dig into your big epic project, Every Psalm. Uh, and uh, I mentioned uh, in the intro that the Psalms are sort of our uh, kind of theme for today's episode. Uh, but uh, before you guys started that project on January 1st, 2020, you have you had already recorded a bunch of music. So can you give us a little overview of some of the work you did leading up to 2020? As poor Bishop Hoover, we've released a number of different records. Our first was called Foreign Made. It was based entirely on the parables of Jesus. Uh, and then later we, we've done some, we used to play a lot of uh, kind of bars and clubs and weddings and private events and things. Uh, and so we've rec- we recorded a whole bunch of, 30s and 40s swing type songs. That album's called Brick Top. Uh, we recorded a, a bunch of originals, mainly just love songs I wrote for Leah. That yeah. album's called Gold. Um, but ministry-wise, uh, the other albums that we're, we're doing a lot and performing a lot and sharing a lot, one's called the uh, Golgotha, uh, and we go around and with this ministry called the Golgotha Experience and share it in prisons and schools and underserved communities and churches and theaters and everything else each uh, Lenten season. Um, and that's 14 original songs based on the Stations of the Cross. Uh, and then the other kind of seasonal one we have is called Firstborn. And it um, kind of takes, some, takes a look at the characters in the Advent narrative, um, and both of which are, are ones that, that tell the story of um, the gospel uh, through music. Mm. Okay, tell us about every psalm. And maybe just start with, why did you guys decide to do it? It really starts back kind of early in our marriage. Um, Jesse graduated with a creative writing degree. And at one point, he just felt encouraged to read the Psalms and kind of rephrase them, rewrite them in a poetry form, I guess, just for like a personal devotion, but had no long-term vision for that. Um, and then that notebook got put in a box and we moved and then we moved again and we found it and, um, thought, oh, this is cool. And then that kind of started the idea, Hey, maybe we could write some songs based on him, but we felt clearly that it just wasn't the right time, not the right moment. And then in the summer of 2019, somehow we started talking about it again and we both felt encouraged through the spirit that seems like a good idea to move forward on this idea. And so uh, Jesse just wanted to go forth in confidence and was like, Lord, how are we going to do all of these? Um, Let's just like, uh, in in a way, like put out a fleece and let's put up a certain amount of time and see if we can even start with a chunk of songs. And I think he told me that. And then by the end of three days, he had like the first 12 done. And we felt <laughs> wow. encouraged, like, we can do this. We can yeah. we can take this on because 
it's not us fulfilling our own word and using our own strength, but we're, our, our desire is to honor the word of the Lord, and he is faithful to supply the creativity, and it is his word that makes it beautiful, right. not our own. And so um, after those first 12 kind of came quickly, we just kept rolling with it and got you know down to more of the logistical ideas of releasing January 2020, January 1st was a Wednesday. Well, let's just start on Wednesday and go every Wednesday for 150 weeks. And here we are. And it's been an unbelievable uh, testament to God's goodness as we kicked around the idea for years. Um, but it wasn't until you know middle of, of 2019 that he, that he called us to actually start. And then we started in 2020, and three months later, COVID happens. Uh, and we were actually sharing a ministry in Colorado and coming back through Oklahoma doing these live music event things and um, as the world was shutting down and then in turn you know everyone we know who's musicians who are musicians and and uh, can't play live and so is scrambling to create content and here the Lord has gone before us for these past years um, and had us kind of resituate our whole lives around doing a song releasing one every single week for three years. And it's been really beautiful to see that it was not just for our provision of making music, um, but it has, we have seen it be influential in encouraging the church being rooted and founded in the truth of the Lord's presence in all aspects of our life. Yeah, and we've, we've heard a bunch amidst the pandemic of people being encouraged by uh, the laments, you know, mm-hmm. singing these songs that are really difficult to sometimes even to read. Um and here we are trying to share the, do our best to just share the truth of the word and how impactful it's been with others it has been a really beautiful thing to see. Yeah, yeah it is good stuff. <laughs> Let's listen to uh, a little sample of a track uh, that you released the first year of this project. This is Psalm 39. My entire life is but a moment to you. At very best, a breath in the way you see it. See it, see it. Heaping mounds of wealth are merely shadows on the roof. All our busy rushing ends in nothing, nothing, nothing. My entire life is but a moment to you. At very best, a breath in the waves. See it, see it, see it. Keeping mounds of wealth are merely shadows on the moon. All our busy rushing ends in nothing, 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 nothing. At least to me, it seems really ambitious to take on releasing one song every week for three years. <laughs> How is that playing out for you guys? Uh, so about the releasing these songs every week, um, the process has been re- really interesting. We live in a large ministry house. We're very blessed to get to steward this home for the couple who owns it here in Kansas City, right down by the Kansas City Art Institute. Um, and most of our time here has been spent with a bunch of other artists living with our family. Uh, we have twins that are seven and a four-year-old as well. And uh, But part of that gift has been the third floor is uh, a recording studio. So we have our workspace up here which would never, you know, this project would never happen. Yeah. Every song would never have happened if it weren't for uh, having access to the space 24 hours a day. So that has been 
um, very integral. Uh, and then we, we have our own equipment. We do all the recording, the writing, recording, and producing here. Um, I do all the mixing, and then we send it to a dear friend, Jim Barnes, uh, in Lawrence, Kansas, who has been mastering stuff for us for many years. Um, and he kind of gives it that one, the only other ear that touches it before we release it. Um, and it's been a beautiful process. Mm-hmm. We, we definitely have waves where it feels like we ride a bunch at a time and, and get a little farther ahead. Uh, or significantly farther ahead, and then times where um, they don't come as quickly, and we kind of <laughs> move back to what our deadline would be. <laughs> We're always at least five weeks in advance, so five psalms in advance from when they come out. But uh, it's been a, a a beautiful thing to get to partake in and um, trust the Lord in, and it's certainly stripped us away from the perfectionism, mm-hmm. um, which often plagues lots of musicians and artists and not wanting to put it out until it's perfect. Um, we don't have the time to do that. So uh, that's been a good teaching thing, too. We just trust that it's good, and it, it is what the Lord wants it to be, and uh, we put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. When someone engages with every psalm, uh, what do you want the listener to walk away with? Um, my hope is through every psalm, what people would take away is just a love and adoration for the word of the Lord. Um, and that it would just be the foundation of experiencing God in their current present lives. I mean, I, even just myself, I cut up peppers and making chicken breasts or whatever and turn on every Psalm. And it's been a foundation for me to receive good things from the Lord and to worship him or to just stop and cry because I'm either moved by the word or because my spirit is like in agreement, like I want you to break through how long, Lord. Um, And so my hope is that it could be a foundation of experiencing the Lord through the Psalms. Um, And just in general Bible knowledge, the, the Psalms are just quoted so many other places in the Bible Um, It's beautiful. And I love reading the Bible as like a, and you're just, you're just connecting the pieces. And when Paul writes in Romans and he quotes so many Psalms, you're like, I know that. I know what that means. Or I don't actually know what it means to the full extent, but I have an understanding or there's like a, there's a connection of, I get what he's saying right now about Jesus through this Psalm. Um, And so I just hope that it brings to life abundant harvest of goodness for the Lord. Well, obviously every Psalm takes, you know, most of your time and energy and creativity right now, but there is an end to this. Uh, You'll complete it uh, in late 2020. So are there any future projects or things you're thinking about doing after every Psalm is complete? Ha. (laughs) I loved the dreaming phase. I love thinking about what it could be. I thoroughly enjoy the Bible and just the stories. And so, yeah, the whole Bible (laughs) is the project, I guess. Um, I don't know anything in particular. Um, I think it'd be fun to do something around the festivals. I um, love nature and birds and trees and I've got a running note of all the trees listed in the Bible it would be fun to do something like that or yeah um, hmm. that would be a good one I don't yeah. know we we have a lot of 
ideas and we'll see which ones the Lord puts on the next plate, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, probably far. Leah has far more ideas than we'll ever be able to pull off. But that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. This is so much fun. It was great talking with you. Uh, it was so fun to uh, talk to Jesse and Leah Roberts. The first time we did an interview with them, a.k.a. poor Bishop Hooper. I just really encourage you to check out more of their music. They have a, a wide variety of things that they're doing. But, of course... Um, the centerpiece is what we talked about the most. Every psalm, which is still going on once a week, every Wednesday, they release a new psalm as a single wherever you listen to music. It's on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube Music. Um, you can find it anywhere. And it's just amazing the scope of what they're accomplishing. Three years of releasing a, a new single every single week and, uh, and then they're going to have all 150 psalms done by the end of this year. Amazing. We're going to link to their music in the show notes for this episode. And also, listen, at the end of the show, we're going to play um, one of their more recent tracks, Psalm 96, in its entirety as we say goodbye. So more music from poor Bishop Hooper still coming up. Well, we're tying up some loose ends, so I don't have all final details to share with you right now, but I can tell you to save the dates for Memorial Weekend this year, the last weekend of May. It's a two and a half day special time gathering in Nashville called White Owl Retreat. Uh, There's going to be private concerts, field trips, uh, a game show, open mic, lots of great food, conversation, laughter. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be just a great hang for music lovers and music makers. So we'll have more information coming real soon, and early bird registration will be opening up probably in the next two weeks or less. So just keep your eyes peeled for that. Well, today's show is not over yet. No, we have another artist, another pseudonym, and somebody else who loves the Psalms and digging into uh, musical expression through them. That is Adam Wright, also known as The Corner Room. That interview is coming up right after this on Green Room Door. Have you tuned into UTR's latest Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist? Here's what you'll hear. Check out a whole bunch of hand-curated songs on UTR's Heart, Soul, and Mind playlist. Available now at Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Prime Music. 
Throughout all the years of UTR's existence, one thing is true. We love doing listener contests. And right now, we invite you to enter our latest contest, where you have a chance to win a pair of Blu-rays to two Christian music-themed films. The first is the critically acclaimed documentary, The Jesus Music. Let's not forget, music is God's idea. I think music is the most powerful universal language in the world. Music was a lifeline. It became part of the fabric of who I was. It pushed me to do some courageous things. It touches the soul like somebody talking to you, you can't. And you can do all of that in three and a half minutes. And the winner also gets a Blu-ray of the quirky comedy about an 80s Christian hair metal band, Electric Jesus. 316 is in consideration for the Motley Crew and Striper Heaven and Hell Tour! Something special is happening with this band. The best thing that's ever happened to me. Enter to win the Blu-rays for The Jesus Music and Electric Jesus, plus a bonus DVD featuring singer-songwriter John Trost. It's all at our website, utrmedia.org. And you can also find the contest link in today's show notes. This UTR podcast is brought to you by Judson University in Elgin, Illinois. Do you have a high schooler considering choices in higher education? Judson is one of the premier Christian universities with over 60 majors and a 13 to 1 student to professor ratio. Judson's 90-acre wooded campus is only 36 miles outside of Chicago, with students enrolled from 29 different countries. Their tuition is 20% lower than average college prices, and 99% of students receive some form of financial aid or scholarships. They also offer graduate degrees and adult online programs. Start with a virtual tour of Judson U's campus at judsonu.edu. That's Judson, the letter U, dot edu. Hey, welcome back to this Songs from the Psalms edition of Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and our next interview artist is Adam Wright, a singer-songwriter from Birmingham, Alabama, And you might know him uh, through the moniker, The Corner Room. And uh, he's been releasing music at just a record clip. (laughs) In, In the last, he's released seven albums in less than seven years. It's amazing. So his latest project just came out at the very end of 2021. It's called Psalm Songs, Volume 3. And that does give you the impression right away that there was a Psalm Songs Volume 1, Volume 2. Yes, those came out in uh, 2015 and 2018, respectively. Uh, So this guy loves the Psalms. Except uh, one of the unique things is that he loves doing the Psalms word for word out of Scripture. So these aren't just adaptations or inspirations. This is... This is like scripture memorization at its finest, put to incredible music. So uh, before we dive into the interview, 
Uh, let's listen to a clip from one of the new songs that he just released. Uh, this one is Psalm 11. long overdue. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, it's great to talk to you today. And um, let me start with a question I've probably had pop in my head a few times over the years, which is simply, why did you not release your music under the name Adam Wright? Why did you decide to use the name The Corner Room? People ask me all the time where The Corner Room name comes from, and it's a really interesting story. So I work at a local church called Cahapa Park Church here in Birmingham, Alabama, and we have a very unconventional church building. It's a three-story house. Uh, the second floor we'll use for Sunday school, but there are two rooms that are like back in the corner of the uh, of the building, and so they were not being used for anything, and I'd asked originally when we moved in if I could repurpose those as a studio. And so all of the music that has been written and recorded has happened in this room, this corner room. And so uh, I thought it was far more interesting to call it the corner room versus just my name. There was a story that went went along with it, and it actually referred to the place where all the music was written and created. That's so cool. I I had no idea about that. So um, can you tell me just kind of what your vision and mission is? The mission of the corner room is to set scripture to music so that God's people will know and treasure his word more deeply. And I think there's two parts to that. I think there's the memorization part, uh, which is, you know, music, you set anything to music. It could be your address. It could be, you know, the names of all 50 states, which I uh, benefited from when I was younger. Uh, Anything is easier to remember when you set it to music, and the word of God is no different. Uh, An engaging uh, melody, interesting melody, can really help to solidify those truths in our hearts. And I think the second part is being able to provide a deeper emotional connection to the text. Rather than just reading something, words on a page, you're actually able to feel uh, maybe what the psalmist was intending when he wrote it. I remember sitting down to write the very first one I ever did, which was Psalm 1. And by the end of that writing period, man, I, I... knew the psalm better in terms of just knowing it, memorizing it, but it also helped me to feel it. Uh, It made it a lot more personal and ultimately led to uh, worshiping God out of a reverence and an awe for his word and the beauty of it. So I really hope that it affects other people uh, in the same way it's affected me. Nice. Well, as of this recording, your latest project and your seventh career album is called Psalm Songs Volume 3. Uh, can you just give us a, a just an overall picture of what that album is? 
Psalm Songs Volume 3 is a continuation of the Psalm Songs series uh, and was released uh, late last year, late 2021. Uh, on this record, uh, as, as there are in the past, I mean, the Psalms are so diverse. It's like, a, it's like a songwriter's dream to take each of the psalms and, and approach them because they're all so very different. There's a lot of variety and, and room for creative uh, genre exploration and uh, experimentation and things like that. And so on this particular album, you're going to hear a lot of, um, I love acoustic music. You're going to hear a lot of acoustic uh, instruments, mandolins, banjos, guitars, fiddles, things like that. Um, you're going to hear uh, piano. You're going to hear some some waltz, waltzy piano uh, numbers, f- complete with uh, full string sections. Uh, so it, it's all over the map. You're going to hear a, a gospel number, Psalm 150, uh, where we're praising the Lord with all different kinds of instruments, uh, trumpets and lyres and tambourines and dance and all of the things that it mentions uh, are are incorporated into the arrangement. Personally, my favorite records are those that are so. Uh, all the songs are different. You're not listening to the same song over and over and over again. And so I think you can expect to hear that on this album. And if you like to listen to music, there's there's definitely going to be something uh, that you can latch on to and enjoy uh, on this collection. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you've done a great job. It's a fantastic release and uh, just really inspiring, great to listen to. Um, I'm really interested in hearing more about the closing track, which comes from the pages of Psalm 119. Uh, Can you share a bit about the story behind that song? I am one who loves a good story, and so track order is very important when I'm putting these songs together. Uh, The last five songs are to be listened to back to back. Um, there's a, there's an intentionality behind it. it. Starts with Psalm 53, where the psalmist is basically just surrounded by corruption, uh, unbelief, uh, and I feel uh, like that's something that we are all uh, grappling with in our society today, at, to some level, uh, and it can leave us feeling hopeless. And that hopeless feeling leads us right into Psalm 88. You have this very, um, very. Uh, intimate and delicate um, plea before the Lord, uh, cry, crying out to the Lord for his help, for deliverance, for redemption. Uh, and he's not getting through. He's not feeling that. Uh, and then you pivot into Psalm 43, Vindicate me, O God, against an ungodly people. You have this plea for, for, for justice, for God to, to intervene and to help. And uh, the psalmist speaks to his own soul at the very end. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? This kind of pivot back to faith, hoping God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So you've got this turning back to the Lord. And the next track is Psalm 150, which is just a full out, I'm going to praise the Lord with joy for what he's done for me. Um, with pull out all the stops, all the instruments, all the things, and that's the gospel number that I referred to earlier. And then I wanted to end the record right after that with back to this almost almost like an overstatement of what the ministry is all about, what Corner is all about. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so the psalmist finds himself back in a place of joy, relying upon the truths of God uh, and His Word. Um, and so that kind of closes the record with that with that statement of just again resting in God's promises in, the, in His word. I hold my life in my hand, 
continually But I do not forget, I do not forget your love Your love, your love Is a lamp to my feet and a light to my Do not stray from your precepts Your testimonies are my heritage forever For they are the joy of my heart I incline my heart to perform your statutes Forever to the end Forever to the end Forever to the end Hadn't connected the dots of those five last tracks. Um, I'll have to re-listen. That's that is so cool, um, and uh, just love that clip we just heard from the closing track from Psalm 119. And uh, I, I don't want to leave without um, asking you this question: um, Can you tell us about just why you love the Psalms so much, and 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 also just why you think the Psalms? Uh, they continue to inspire you creatively. I think to me, and I know to many, the Psalms uh, are so important. They give us language uh, as we process and walk through all of the many stations in life. Uh, you know, in times of, of loneliness, uh, Psalms like Psalm 139, Where shall I go from your spirit? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you're there. Uh, in psalms, in times of um, maybe instability or uh, doubt, uh, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble uh, amidst all of the storms uh, of life that are mentioned there in Psalm 46. Uh, in t- in uh, psalms, in times of joy, uh, going to psalms like uh, Psalm 146, I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Um, so I think the Psalms just give us language for uh, the highs and the lows of life. On a musical level, I really just love um, diving into the Psalms, studying them, uh, and trying to musically recreate uh, what I feel is happening with the psalmist emotionally. And again, that's something I pray that uh, would land with people and that they'd be able to connect uh, with the text uh, and to know it and to treasure it as they listen. Oh, man, it was such a treat to talk to Adam Wright, a.k.a. The Corner Room. It's uh, here on this green room door where we're focusing on the Psalms. Um, and definitely encourage you to check out his latest project called Psalm Songs Volume 3. And it is uh, we're going to link to it in the show notes for today's episode so you can easily access it. But it's you can find it by searching on all music platforms as well. And uh, it's really, really good. 
Adam told me something that I just got a kick out of because he he heard the news that we announced just in recent weeks that we are hosting a one-night-only reunion concert for Andrew Peterson and the Captain's Courageous. Yes, Andy, Ben, and Andrew together on stage for one night only at Judson University on May 13th. And uh, we have tickets available for that right now. And and so he said, hey, um, I think I want to go to that show. Now, this the concert's in Elgin, Illinois. He is in Birmingham, Alabama. So I'm counting the miles in my head. And he said, you know, I don't know for sure that I'm going to make it, but... Uh, it is cool to see that we have a lot of folks who have already bought tickets from many different states for traveling in for this special concert because, uh, let's face it, I, I have missed seeing them in concert for a decade and uh, I would not want to miss this one night only thing. Uh, it's not something they're going to take on the road and do multiple times, at least as far as I know, because... You know they have their own, they have their own day jobs. They have a lot of things going on, and you know they have their own touring musicians already. So this is just a special one-time thing. Um, hope you can make it if you can uh, over to the Chicago area for that for that concert. Um, you can get more info on it at our website utrmedia.org, and we are definitely. It's kind of a big kickoff celebration for the new partnership between UTR and Judson. So uh, we're just hope you can be a part of that celebration. Well, shortly after that event comes Memorial Weekend. Uh, we are getting ready to host White Owl Retreat. That's going to be happening May 28th through 30th in Nashville. In the next couple of weeks, we'll be announcing the artists that will be involved with that, the schedule, as well as the early bird registration for that. We are only going to have 50 tickets available for this year's White Owl Retreat. So mark it on your calendars, and we'll keep you posted when those go on sale. A big shout out to my right-hand man, Larry Steffen. This show wouldn't be possible without your help. Thank you. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to take a screenshot of the podcast page you're listening to and post it to your Insta stories or on social media and tag at UTR Media. You know this. Word of mouth marketing is the best kind of marketing. So thanks for any and all help you can offer in that regard. And another big thank you to our UTR support team. Uh, We have an incredible core group of supporters who um, contribute to this ministry each and every month. And their gifts um, just add up and, and make a huge difference and allow us to produce this very podcast right now. Uh, it's thanks to those people. And uh, we are able to provide um, podcasts, playlists, videos, interviews, articles, and live events and gatherings because of this amazing UTR support team. Now, If you'd like to be a part of that support team, that would be awesome. You'd be the rock star of the week if you wanted to join that team. And uh, we don't have any set dollar amount that you have to sign up for. That's just for you to decide just what you can afford and and be a part of. And and then, yeah, 
Just join the team. You can get more info at our website, utrmedia.org. I think you'll be thankful that you did. It, it uh, not only is sort of a thank you gift, but it's also like you're paying it forward because we then can release all of that content for free to folks around the world who uh, won't be able to give a gift of support. So let's just keep the blessings flowing, right? All right. Uh, hey, a huge thanks to poor Bishop Hooper and the corner room for being our guest today. Um, I'm Dave Trout and can't wait to talk to you again on the next episode of Green Room Door, a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org. Hey, stick around. We've got that full song, Psalm 96, by poor Bishop Hooper, coming up next. Establish the world and it will never be shaken.